0: yeah yeah it was it was uh it it was tough because you you, to, to, you get to a point where you feel like you know here I'm in my mid twenties thinking that you know worst case they're telling you what you're going to go out in the i p o and you're gonna be worth a half a billion and you know you're doing your math and your equity, and okay I'm going to be retired at twenty eight and okay, if it doesn't go to half a billion, maybe it'll be two hundred right. million and either way, we're all gonna right. be great, we're finally going to cash in after seven eight years of working our asses off right what could go wrong you know never do you expect this and so um you know, how you react. I mean, it really was, was, it wasn't a lot of options. We were trying to do everything we could to, to save the company. we went right. from that to all of a sudden having to lay off 200 people, um. um, having to trying to find money anywhere we could. And it just, it was, everything was shut down. Everybody was on hold. So it literally, there was probably a group of people that got caught at the worst possible time. And we were in that batch of people.
1: All right, before we jump into this episode, I'd like to encourage you make sure you go ahead and subscribe to The Habits to Goals podcast. Do us, Henry and I a huge favor if you could please leave a review. And finally, if you're new to the program, you're looking for a quick resource and a great tool, just text me us at 33444. Again, that's 33444, and simply text 4GOALS. That's the number 4, G-O-A-L-S. So that's 4GOALS to 33444. You'll be dialed in. You'll get the template right away. Now let's bring it back to this episode. All righty, Habits to Goals listeners, welcome back. My name is Martin Grunberg and you are in this studio today believe it or not we've actually brought the studio to our guest this is going to be a fantastic interview this man i want to see if i can get this straight i i wanted to say the bachelor but i believe it was a millionaire matchmaker so he was a star on the hit reality show, Millionaire Matchmaker. Star for a
0: day. Yes. I mean, and if, did you really need to bring that
1: up? Yes. And I'm not even done. This is just the intro. And if he's not busy being a star in Hollywood, he's probably standing in the winner's circle at Del Mar Racetrack as part of the ownership group. And wait, I'm not done. If he's not doing either of those two things, he is a world-famous restaurateur here in San Diego. And, of course, my favorite about this man, who I affectionately call E.B., Mr. Eric Berman, my favorite of all is the fact, and we're going to get into all of this, that he is a business partner with a living legend in the personal development space, Mr. Brian Tracy. So EB, welcome to your studio. How you doing buddy?
0: doing great. thanks for thanks for coming to the studio and hanging, yeah. out, hanging out here the famous studio where, where uh, Brian does many recordings.
1: Yeah, so obviously there's a lot to get to and I'm just thrilled to to finally dig into this interview with you. Um, but before we do it is customary to kick off the show with a GTR. You know what the uh, GTR is, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so you can. Yeah. The guest, the guest gets to kick off, or they can
0: defer. Take your pick. It's just like football. I get to defer. Yep. Kick off. Yep. Or, you or, can. Or, or you can. Yep. Uh, let's see. You could GTR here. I would say. Um, you know, more more recently, a I, I've I've uh, stopped traveling, and being sick over the last uh, few weeks. I'm back in the gym, <laughs> 7 a.m. get workouts in almost every day for the last two weeks. Being, and being sick sucks. Being sick sucks slows you down a little bit. Um, well, I've been doing partial workouts while well, sick, but uh, to get the full hardcore workouts is better. But I'm actually you mentioned the horses. I'm excited because one of our our babies uh actually is uh been been selected to go into a big big steak race race in Kentucky.
1: Unbelievable! So so I
0: think we're going to be. I think I'm booking my flights tonight to uh, (laughs) see see our little baby. What's Uh, what's the name of that horse? uh, This one. We have two really big ones that are that are doing well. One's called Free Rose, who's on a little bit of a break, and this one's called. This one. She. Her name is Good Year for Roses. Ooh! And we actually just partnered. They. uh, They. They bought into this group. We're doing so well. Uh, We got this horse. uh, uh, a few months ago, and it's three for three, and we got another group that, that bought into the horse. It's the same group that owns California Chrome. Incredible! So, so now, we're, we're going to get partners. into. Yeah. We're going to so excited about that. Yeah, that's that's amazing.
1: Congratulations! Thank you. Um, my GTR, real quick, is You'll that tell me about it. I'm taking the family to Yellowstone National Park. And, wow! Yeah, fairly soon. That's pretty cool. Yeah, really, I need to get there. That's what. No, I can't wait to check it out. I'm well, list. I understand you were just at. Jackson Hole ish, and Yellowstone's kind of in the hood, Cl- close by. We just short yeah, bad yeah, weather, yeah. though. We
0: didn't get around too much.
1: Yes. <laughs> All right. So now we got that off the table. Let's let's dive in. Um I, of course, know a little bit of the background here, but but for the listener, you have very humble be- <laughs> humble beginnings in the mean streets of. What is
0: it? Hidden Hills or Calabasas? Same hometown <laughs> as you, my friend, as we know.
1: It's <laughs> so, great. Yeah. So, the,
0: the Valley, they call it in LA, the Valley. The Valley. Yeah. yeah and you know. went, you
1: went to Calabasas High School, right? Calabasas High. Calabasas High. I think. And just, then just, uh, what, one year after you?
0: Something yeah. something like that. So, like,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't need to divulge your age right now. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Exactly. So. Okay, so that's high school, and then you go where to college? Uh, UC San Diego,
0: University of California San Diego. UC San Diego. UC San Diego. So that's wow. what actually brought me to San Diego. You were a smarty pants. I was. I was. What, what was your what major? Major was, they changed the name because it was so complicated. It was uh, QEDS, which was Quantitative Economics Decision Science. Which wow. I, which I've heard since I left. Maybe it was like right after I left. Who knows? It's now, it's now called management science. It's one of the, one of the big business degrees over at UCSD. Fantastic. And then, so you're
1: here at UCSD. And if I recall correctly, how there was an early entrepreneurial venture that you, the, the name college or college was in the name. I can't remember.
0: Yeah. You were, you were kind of Facebook before Facebook or something like that. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, you know, interestingly enough, as most of my friends and people I knew at UCSD with their, you know, high GPAs and all that, they ran off to get their first jobs. And I went off and traveled, uh, still travel all the time. So I guess I had that bug. And then, uh, I came back and was working just to kind of a fun funky little game idea that I ran into some somebody that I was introduced to who was starting this company and just started explaining it to me and I just was so drawn to the idea of starting something and I don't really know I was right. an entrepreneur at the time right. it was just it was just this concept of going out and building something and I remember the, the the main founder years later just always laughs the story is how he was literally telling me what they were doing. And I basically sat there, we were just chatting. I said, Great, where's my desk? Where do I start? And I got right. dad just walked, like, the guy was like floored. He's like, What? I'm like, Yeah, just and, and. What was the name of that company? It was called College Club. College Club. It was the, yeah. College Club. This is now back in 19. And, and this was in San Diego? In San Diego, yes. back in 90. It started in La Jolla. We were in we were 1993. So we were actually doing things that were pre internet to you know, integrate the college market to advertisers and create all sorts of content and things for college students. And then when the web hit, we integrated it to the web and we were the first sort of, we were the largest platform for the college market. When the internet first started coming out, we were it was the, called College Club, and, called the, College and the the value add was to help distribute like
1: it curriculum
0: was, stuff. No, no, no. It was basically what Facebook was. We, it we, was. We, we had the exact same ideas. We had. <laughs> uh, it was a lot. I mean, certainly some, right. some different things, but we had you know sure. web-based email. We had a chat platform where people can interact okay. with each other. Uh, places for people to see pictures. We actually uh, one of the biggest ways we acquired this is before all the ways to acquire customers now online. We had send uh, interns out across campuses to take pictures. Uh, the old clunky first digital cameras that came out—they take wow. pictures and hand them a business card and say, "Hey, you've been digitized. Go check out your photo." And that's what led them into signing up for our platform. That's incredible. So yeah, this is uh, late in uh, ni- uh, late 1990s. And
1: in, in College Club, so you you just <laughs> you you just set up a desk, uh, and then you're quickly. So what do I what do, do you, I start? Right, right. But do you you quickly become? Are you part of the ownership group
0: or the management group? Yeah, And then yeah. you guys grew pretty quick, didn't you? Well, I got we got some equity, and I was like the third, okay. third guy there. And then uh, my role literally took on every every position in the company. And I ran every department, and then I'd find somebody to replace myself that was in that area. Then I'd go move to the next big need of the company. I pretty much did everything but technology, although I took on different parts of it. And I wasn't a programmer. Uh, and that was three of us that we eventually grew to 400 people. 400 people. 400 That's where people. I was going. Yeah, we, we had quite a, quite a nice and, run for some years. <laughs> and ra- so that ra- raised, raised $75 million. And that gets you yeah. right to about the dot com bubble. We were right there. We actually, uh, <laughs> we actually, uh, uh finally, through uh, a massive amount of work and, and no sleep and no time off, we finally, uh, uh, filed our S1 to go public. And, and, uh, I remember very clearly it was, uh, in sp- spring of 2000. Right. Um, or late, uh, I should say, uh, you know, late Q1 of 2000, we finally filed our docs, and we actually took our first vacation in five years. We were off in Playa Carmen, Mexico. I remember this uh, specifically, the CEO, myself. I was kind of playing a sort of a COO role at the time, and, um, and I remember it was a massive rainstorm. We were watching the TVs, and, they were t- and the stock market was crashing, oh and just all goodness. the news was on that. CFO mm-hmm. pretty much had a heart attack on the spot and flew out immediately back home because we had a $2 million bridge lined up to fund that Tuesday. To right. get us to bridges to the IPO, we we were, we were burning money. See, back in those days, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. recall, it was market share, market share, market share. Spend, spend, spend. Don't worry about profits. So VCs mm-hmm. and all the funders were like, just go out and spend money. Don't don't worry about it. Right. And So you know we were carrying a staff of 400, burning a lot of money, and uh, we had a bridge loan lined up, and and uh, that loan kind of went away real fast. Actually, I think it was a ten million dollar loan to bridges to the IPO. We were burning about two million dollars a month, believe it or not. I believe it. With 400 and, employees, yeah. uh, it's kind of easy
1: uh, to do. So yeah. so. You file the S1, you guys go off on a vacation, and you're partying it up, and the market tanks, and it market begins tanks. its slide. It begins its slide. So then. this is the opposite of a rising
0: tide lifts all boats. Yeah, this is when a never- sinking tide. Yeah, everybody panicked and, and uh, we were wondering. Next thing you know, it was like, mm-hmm. "What do you mean you're, the money's not coming?" And then Holy you're like, sh-mokers. what do you mean this is not happening? All support you things you guys told us to do we're doing, right. and, and now all of a sudden you're turning your backs on us." And
1: Ugh, and it was just everybody nightmare. was
0: panicked because nobody nobody knew. Right. You know, most people hadn't gone through this. You know, everybody didn't know what to expect. Right. So it was it
1: was crazy. Well, I I didn't know we'd get into it this deep this early, but this is perfect because then the next question is, how do you how do you respond to that kind of <laughs> adversity? I'm sorry to laugh because I, I can only imagine it must have been, I mean, freaky. Like
0: Yeah, yeah, it was it was uh it, it was tough because you, you, gotta, a, you get to a point where you feel like You know, here I'm in my mid-20s thinking that, you know, worst case, they're telling you what you're going to go out in the IPO and you're going to be worth a half a billion and, you know, you're doing your math in your equity and, okay, I'm going to be retired at 28 and, okay, if it doesn't go to half a billion, maybe it'll be 200 million. Either way, we're all going to be great. We're finally going to cash in after seven, eight years of working our asses off. Right. What could go wrong? You know, never do you expect this. And so – you know, how to react to it. I mean, it really was, was, wasn't a lot of options. We were trying to do everything we could to, to save the company. We went right. from that to all of a sudden having to lay off 200 people, oh. um, having to trying to find money anywhere we could, and it just it was, everything was shut down. Everybody was on hold. So it literally, there was probably a group of people that got caught at the worst possible time, and we were in that batch of people. And um, mm. so we went from that to all of a sudden, next thing you know, I was learning how to recover companies out of bankruptcies. I mean, that, that's how fast things turned around. When you have that much debt and you're not producing an income, and nobody will fund you. Right. I mean, literally, no money anywhere. Right. You're quickly finding out. Okay, and now you're learning how to do mass layoffs, how to do deal with, you know, ultra panic, how to deal with trying to turn companies around, how to find somebody to buy it out of bankruptcy to so you can damage control damage on control. all
1: fronts, and then obviously you're concerned about yourself and, and your friends, but laying off. That was. I mean, when when I had to, I think I would laid off. It ultimately, I think it was only one person, two people, and and it was tough. it was very 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 difficult. So I well, can't imagine. Well,
0: the worst was this group this group of uh, young young kids um, just out of college or still in college. That, that this was their third acquisition because right. they, they had some some app within our platform for the I was like note taking or some kind of cool thing that we wanted to acquire. Right? They were they were, they all did it in Michigan. And they were acquired by a company in San Jose-ish area or San Francisco. So they all moved over there. Six months later, we then acquire them. And then they all start to move down to San Diego. Oh. Two weeks later, this whole thing happened. So they're just now getting, you know, they're just unpacking their boxes. <laughs> and you got to tell them, they, you know, that they're... Oh, I mean, my gosh. I mean, it's just, yeah. what can you do? I mean, no, I'm, I'm only
1: laughing. It's, it was horrible. It reminds me of the, the classic Woody Allen joke, which is, Comedy is tragedy plus time. There's no way anybody could laugh back then. Yeah, I mean, hard enough to laugh now, but wow. But
0: but you, but you know, you learn a tremendous amount of lessons. You know, the the everything that so much of what I went through is really shaped where I am today, and a lot of that, and that was, uh, you know, you got You know, what can you do? As they say, you know, you you, you take the blows, you, you fall down, you get back up, you dust yourself off. I mean, if I were going to sit around and moke for a year, I mean, I still had my. My uh, knowledge. I still had my brains. I wasn't damaged. I wasn't injured. I had my health. And then what I I tell people is that it's a lot harder to lose actual cash um, that you have sitting in a bank account versus a piece of paper that, and you've never had it. Like, you know, I came from, you know, know, I was living off of nothing, you know, I just just barely survived. And so I was used to you know, you know, sweat equity and just doing, you know, eating top ramen and do what it could, you know, could to get there. So it wasn't like I had all this money. That it, was lost. money. it was phantom money, phantom money. So that helped ease the pain slightly. I'm saying if there's one right. Money, I mean, <laughs> right. Still yeah. Very painful. Let me get it. right. 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 But, and and so you pick
1: yourself up and your next venture is and, uh, and, f- and just real quick mm-hmm. for the listener. Um, now that we're on the upteenth interview, I think you're noticing a pattern here and it tends to be about this kind of tremendous struggle and pain, and then it kind of happens again and again. So, yeah, how do you pick yourself up, dust off? What's the next venture?
0: Uh, You know, the ups and downs. I mean, so I just started consulting, and one thing I learned is, is, you know, companies of that size, I really – you know, if I had to do it over again, which, you know, we are doing again, you know, I kind of have my mental limit on how big of a company I want to build employee-wise. Um, I do love working with employees and building a good culture and, and, you know, as you can see, you know, right. um, but, um, that, that was one, one part of it. But I started consulting and, um, Did a project, uh, with Club Med and I created kind of a social community for Club Med. And that was an interesting experience. And then, and then also, uh, was I found out this, this, this guy who was his guru that we all, um, I mean, just to kind of take a regress for a second back into the company when we were, I was 21, 22 and I started and the, you know, the main CEO, uh, partner was really into personal development and he was into Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy. Wow. So we all had mandatory learning hour from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Um, where we'd go in the room and we literally we would have to be in there. We'd listen to an hour's worth of Brian and Tony and talk about those items. And this is the true brain food. This is all the stuff they don't teach you in school that you kind of wish they did. And in hindsight, now, this is the one thing that I you say, you know, what's your give back, Eric? What are the one things you'd, if you made gazillions of dollars and retired, what would you fix? And to me, it's just the educational system. They don't teach, they don't teach, uh, you know, personal development, human development type skills. Isn't that incredible? It, it, it's crazy. And it so, is crazy. And so we were like, all 20 year old kids just devouring this, this knowledge up and saying, Holy shit, why did they not teach us this in school? And so, fell in love with Brian and Tony. And then, so, so now jumping back forward again right. is, is Brian actually was in San Diego like myself. Yep. And a family friend of uh, mine actually worked for him. And she's like, Hey, Eric, you know, I knew you did some internet stuff. And this is now back in 2000, 2001. Right. And Brian wants to, you know, he wants to get into this internet. He doesn't understand a thing about it. Can you sit down and, and maybe come in and maybe you can help do something for him? So, you know, I came in and I met the guru, I met Brian. And I was like, you know, drooling, you know, sitting there saying, sure. oh, wow, this is the legend. I've been listening to him for yeah. eight years and here yeah. I get to meet him and you just like, you know, shaking in my right. boots, sweating, you know, walk in there and, um, you know, muster up enough confidence to start talking about everything and fortunately had the knowledge and, uh. Yeah, I sat down with him and in a nice conversation. I think the fact that he knew that I knew his brand and I knew his stuff so well and I knew the Internet. And I basically said, Brian, here's what you need. Here's what I can do for you. And by the way, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not an employee. I'll do all this stuff for you, but don't pay me anything. Uh, but I'll take a piece of the back. Let's build this together. And uh, if I succeed, we'll succeed together. And he's like, no brainer. can that can't, was I can't refuse what year? That, that was what year? 2001. February 2001. February 2001. Wow. And here we are and 16
1: plus years later. Yeah. So I just want to parenthetically say... I should have done what your boss did, which is force this personal development. I just never – I felt like that was crossing the line. So what I did was I made uh, – I hate to say made, but but I had the team uh, read a book and report a week. And we would also go through, for instance, some of Brian's stuff or um, Covey stuff, mm-hmm. a lot of seven habits. But we would do that – as part of our business meeting on the front end. Got it. And I still have, much like you said, so I have guys circling back 15 plus years later. Out of all the things they could remember, they talked to me about those those lessons, right. in education. So I love that. Right. So that's how you met BT, yep. the legend. Yep. And today you're still working with him and you're working with several other...
0: Yeah, yeah, legends. So yeah, to speak. we 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 took that model. What's interesting, we you know, we call ourselves a full service digital agency, right? And we've been working with different gurus and authors and speakers, and now we're starting to 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 add on consumer products and and actually selling some of our own products. So we're doing really looking to do everything where we teach people how to do digital marketing. Um, and uh, really, what happened with Brian was. We continue to have more and more speakers and authors come knocking the door and say, "Hey, what you do for Brian, can you do for me?" And after you hear that like the twentieth time, you're like, "Aha, maybe that's the <laughs> maybe that's the pivot." And, and it was, you know, it was always such loyalty to Brian. Then it was like, "Well, is Brian going to be okay with really the staff work for me?" I mean, most of everything on right. the internet, on the online part of it, they work for me. Um, and it was, how do you have that conversation with Brian? Right. To, to, you know, essentially say, hey, we want to no longer have a monogamous relationship. We want to be working with other clients. And, and really it was a, it was a long, you know, couple of years talking about it, brainstorming so different ideas. But in hindsight, it actually worked out really well with the timing because Brian was sort of feeling kind of the same way. You know, he was looking into his future and he wanted to make sure, you know, Brian is so kind and generous. You know, he wanted to make sure the team would never abandon him. And if this is what, was going to make us happy and help us grow. He was fully supportive of that as long as we were taking care of him, which we always would. So, so it actually worked out really well. And now what we do for Brian, we do for uh, other gurus, famous gurus like uh, Jack Canfield. That's you know him amazing. from Chicken yep. Soup for the Soul. Um, so we do, uh, digital marketing for Jack, for Jack Canfield, a guy named Phil Town, who teaches, uh, uh how to invest like Warren Buffett, great guy. Phil's amazing. Um, Phil, yeah. So, Jack's so amazing. yeah. So, so things like that. Um, and, uh, what's different about our model, what I learned all the way back from entrepreneurialism, and here's the kind of one of the biggest tips I tell people is that if you believe in your ability to perform, then why not put your, your nuts on the table, if you will, if you're, female I guess I would you know you label that something else but but uh, um no skin in in the game put your money where your mouth is and actually if you offer to do something for back pay based on performance it's so hard to say no to that that's right and you're dealing in a world where everybody's clamoring to try to sell you their services especially when you're in the service based industry you know more than that it's like hey we're gonna do this social media marketing and this other stuff for you and ad buying and by the way pay us 10 to 20 grand a month and and of course By nature, and you gotta look at what nature, what what ultimately is gonna happen. The role of typical agencies in this case is to do the least amount of work possible to keep the clients happy. You gotta perform, but you don't necessarily need to go above in performance because that extra ounce you're spending, you should go work on other clients to keep them all happy. Sure. So you don't have skin in the game. What do you care if, you know, as long as the company's paying, the client's paying you checks? And so we took that model. Yeah. And, Open that up out there, and we call ourselves a full service performance based agency. And now everybody, you know, we could win almost any any bid out there. And I think the key word is performance based hyphenated because
1: you share the reason it's extra brilliant. At least in my uh, perception, here is is that you share in not just success but cost. The better, yeah, the the cost, but but the greater the success the the greater your reward that's right so right so it's truly a win-win situation both sides of the equation that's I, right I,
0: I mean on the other side like i said the cost right. so they know mm-hmm. that we're watching the, the what the spend so that's let's right. say we're doing advice for for clients you know we're not going to go out there if i'm spending a percentage that's coming out of my pocket then they know that i'm watching the dollars that makes them feel really comfortable knowing that that we're completely aligned all right
1: just a quick time out want to make sure you're aware that when you subscribe, that is, you hit the subscribe button, you're going to get three episodes automatically delivered to you, and in some cases, wirelessly. So you'll get your Mind Bullet Monday, your interview on Wednesday, and, of course, your Frequently Asked Friday, all automatically delivered when you subscribe. And on a related note, just want to make sure you realize it helps Henry and I tremendously if you're getting value to leave a quick review, particularly in iTunes, iTunes values reviews. It weighs them very heavily and that helps the show rankings and how we can spread our message. And one more, uh quick note about our great sponsor audible.com. If there's one thing I know, and I think Jim Rohn was the one who said this originally in five years the difference in your life will be largely based upon two things. The books you've read and the relationships you have fostered. Doesn't it make sense to take advantage of the downtime, whether you're on the road, on a run, in the gym, kill a couple birds with one stone, get a book going. It's phenomenal. It's I, The more people I turn on to it, the more uh, compliments I get. Not that I've actually done anything. 180,000 titles to choose from. You get one free book a month, 30% off any other book. Again, check it out. audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals. I'm going to say that again real quick. audibletrial.com forward slash habits to goals, and that is the number
0: two. And uh, so, yeah, and, and, it's, and so few people will do that in any kind of – you think about how you can do this for you sure. know, your industry. If right. You're, you know, you're listening to this out there. You know, what can you do to, to, to get your foot in the door? Yeah. Um, you know, just offer to to, to your services for upfront. Well, yeah. To be fair, with, with Brian, um, he's got so
1: much passion. He's prolific. He's always creating. Um, but he's also – He's getting a little older, and he I'm sure was looking for a little transition in a way not to leave um I know he wants to keep working, but maybe at a different pace so so it seems like uh again a win win for for both of you
0: absolutely and you know and as he speaks less on the road you right. know to have a to have the ability to have a tech team and a and a, and a marketing team to help him do. Webinars from home or telecasts from home and things like that. You know, that's that's or in the studio as we're sitting right now. I mean, that's going to be his future. That's fantastic. So
1: we're already because we've we've touched on the tough times. Unless there's any other little nugget you want to share.
0: Every day's a grind. <laughs> that's a good grind. <laughs> well, yeah, you
1: got to get up and work. It doesn't matter if you're the no, gazelle
0: or the lion. No, no, no. Let me correct you. We don't get up and work. We get up and play every day. If you're okay. working, right? If you have to work every day, that doesn't sound very fun. Play, play. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta find something that you enjoy Enjoy doing, right? And And then you're not working. Isn't that what you're doing right now? Isn't that what you get to play? That's, yes. So we're gonna get, I don't want to give too much
1: away, but yes. So let's just segue to that. Your, (laughs) your definition of success. How do you, you're, you're running around with all these legends in the personal development space. You're a student of personal development. How does EB, Eric Berman, define
0: Success. Well, it's kind of broad for me because there's certainly the 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 one which a lot of people define, which is you have your financial freedom, you know, the ability to not have to, you know, go into the office and I should say right. work slash play work on you know you know whatever it is, you you, you can do what you want when you want to do it ultimately. So so financial freedom that that to me is one part of it. I think I think secondarily is having been able to build something up that you're actually. Employing a, a, an amazing team that, you're, and you're, you're essentially paying for families, and, and you're you're allowing others to have an amazing lifestyle based on the machinery and the and the thing that you built out there. That's exciting and success. You know, the ability to to, um, and and most importantly, the ability to have a positive impact in the world by creating some kind of widget that. Affects the end consumer. So not only are you having a positive impact on yourself, you're having a positive impact on your employees, and lastly, you're having a positive impact on the end consumer. It's the full, you know, the full triangle there. Right. That's kind of like the triangle of success. You get all three nodes um, to be happy. I then, love that. Then you, That's then you can, sweet. Yeah.
1: Um, and what I love about that too is you are you're literally the lever or the leverage to other great thought leaders and their message. Mm-hmm. So you're you're not just doing. Great stuff for your company and your employees, and turning the lever there. You're multiplying their impact. That's right. That's fantastic. Right. And you got
0: to think that could be beyond. It could be even beyond um, self help gurus. You know, like I said, sure. we're, we're entering a space where we're going to be teaching our own content, and we're going to be taking on consumer products, but. You know, we don't want to just take on any consumer product. We want to take on something that really, if somebody, uh, um, you know, buys and consumes, it's going to have a positive impact. They're really excited to use it um, and, uh, you know, very low. You know, there's, there's so many people in this industry that is, is what they call black hat or running a, right. uh, you know, very gray area where they're, where they're trying to suck you into buying some right. kind of uh, uh, health something or other on a, on a, on a subscription model and you know, it's just uh you know it's just a game to just to, to go chase the dollars. The I you churned know, to nowhere. Yeah, you know, I've I've you know purposely stepped away from that opportunity and, and good and focus on good
1: good stuff, yeah. That's amazing. So now I'll answer the question. You were you were saying, you know, if you do what you kinda love to do, then you're not working and so that's what I was gonna get into, my definition of success, which the listeners probably heard. Many, many times is creating your ideal future. Mm. So, yeah, as I'm sitting here across from you, there's nothing, believe it or not, nothing I'd rather be doing. Um, so, and I believe it's a framework for quote unquote success. In other words, if if you're going after it, you know what the target is, and you're going after it each and every day, then you're a success. Doesn't matter if you're a sanitation engineer or a teacher, or a rocket scientist, right? Mm-hmm. Or EB, standing in the winter circle. He's creating his ideal future. Um, well, fantastic. Semi-related, because when I walk into your office here, um, first of all, I love it. Everybody's busy. Um, and I see the values are posted all around, something I do in my office as well. And so the question I have for you I don't typically ask this, but what what are the importance of taking the time to identify either personal values or or corporate values?
0: Um, it's funny you say that because uh, in our company, we're about to do our company Branditize. Um, um, we are about to do our annual retreat, and it's so important that we actually dedicate uh, you know, once a year. We do a three-day outing um, when the whole team goes out there, and the first item of the of the entire agenda is actually to review our mission, our our, our vision, and our our core values. and uh, And once we once we get that done. Um, and it's funny it. because we haven't changed our mission in a few years, but I know it's coming this, this actual time. You so think people, so? Oh, yeah, because I know we, cool. we've pivot pivoted a little as a company. And okay. our current mission you know, doesn't, sure. hasn't been able to um,
1: support your new support, direction. Yeah,
0: yeah. so, so um, it'll be changing. But what's great about it is not me changing it, It's the team changing it. And they're, they're going to collaborate mm-hmm. on it. And then one of the best parts is that people call each other all the time on our core values. So, um, you know, one of them is, you know, obviously it is, you know, building products that we believe in. And sometimes we look at clients and there's certain, you know, you know certain opportunities that, that we face that the team almost rejects. You know, I might get excited because I got shiny object syndrome quite a bit right, like any other right, entrepreneur. Right. But I get smacked smacked around and reminded of our core value. And it's great when, they, when they're fantastic. they're looking at the wall and pointing at it and say, Eric, but but it doesn't do this. <laughs> like, right. shit, you're right. Um, so so it's 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 the fiber of who we are and people feel it and part of recruiting people come in there and they buy into it they see it they sense it they feel it they taste it so that's 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 you know so it's not just
1: a word on the wall it's your guiding principles it's it helps you make decisions better yeah that's fantastic yep all right so we got your definition of success we understand a little bit about the significance of values in your life and your corporate uh your company culture i want to and we've actually kind of touched on tough days but but tough days aren't just something in the past. Um, we have tough days, kind of all the time. How do you how do you get
0: through tough days
1: in the present?
0: Yeah, I'm mean, I, I'm just thinking the most recent example. Right. The most recent example is one of my you know great great uh, team members. Mm-hmm. Um, you know is has decided you know has basically given notice. Um, she wants to pursue a totally different path, nothing to do with the company, and she wants to just pursue another path that's, that's an itch that she's got and, sure. and 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 you know and i want to support her on that and it's a tough day you know here's a that's position that's right. gonna be very I mean, tough she's to probably fill. been with you for been for a while for a couple yeah, of years and you know it's, it's a very position that's that's very uh, um specific yeah. took a while to train her up and you right. know it's it's a lot of relationships related so she knows a lot of people so it's really it's a tough one to to stomach but you know instantly it's it's, it's ouch for a half a second and then it's okay immediately going into, into into let's go fix it let's go quickly get a thing up and you just move forward right. because you know standing around and and you, know, you learn you stand around and see. talk about it, <laughs> right. it it literally has zero value to you and in fact right. it's negative because you're affecting others around you so yeah. you have to show strength and and uh mm-hmm. and I think also back to even college club if I had you know so many battle wounds in that seven years of building that up that not you know very few things phase me as much. You just sort of get hit. It's, it's your you your thick skinned and you're, okay, let's go. On to the next. There's a sense of resilience. Totally. Especially
1: 20-plus years in. Totally. Um, to
0: be sad is a mad way to be.
1: Yeah, you can only be sad and bummed so long. So that brings us to, we, we spoke about success, and you, <laughs> you know this is called Habits to Goals. You know my take on habit uh it's it's part of the show that and I'm laughing a little cuz I know I know some of your great habits but I want you to share two three or four of your best habits things you would consider instrumental for your success
0: yeah um a is having the ability to juggle so much stuff to me is is extremely important in the role I'm in um you yeah, know i'm if you look at the, the the curve of ceos i think a lot of them fall on the side of being very visionary and and sort of uh the mad scientist role and they sort of forget a lot of things and say a lot of things and don't you know they, they kind of almost need somebody to pick up behind them and uh and you know for whatever reason i'm more of the organized ceo and right. you know that's that's one of the strengths we will say and I, and I think it's you know what they have it's is the ability to uh take in all the feedback you're getting and have a place where you can put down all the ideas you know somewhere whether it's your to-do list And the habit of being able to check that and start your day with looking at your to-dos, ending your day with moving your to-dos into the next day or to whenever they need to be. And so I think being able to shuffle everything in your life from personal to business um, and getting the habit of checking that, it literally takes the stress off because people are like, how do you do so much stuff? Like Everybody I know is like at how I'm able to take so much on. And to me, it's so simple because I have an ability – to take in the information, put it down somewhere, and I right. know my habit's gonna get me back into that where I need to you know check it off the list next.
1: Is there uh usually at the end of the show we talk about a few apps, websites, tools, but but since it's so appropriate now, is there a particular
0: I use per- yeah, I use uh, I mean our company uses Asana, which is pretty popular Asana. for project project Sweet. management. But it's not just, you know, there's a lot of project management tools. It's right. how do you manage your to-do list Got within it. any tool. <laughs> sure. And um and 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 not allowing you know, I walk around the office and it still frustrates me because you'll walk around people's to-do lists and everything's, you know, missed deadlines because they didn't get to it. So not, I can see that they're not organizing right. themselves the way they can be. Got it. Um, and then I use something called to which is to te- right. to doist, which is the one I have right. for my personal stuff. Um, and, you know, and just this, the silliest little things like reminders to go feed the plants. No, re- reminders to, you know, it's somebody's birthday or because or, right. I got so much going on. But my reminder tells me like, oh, it literally just guides my day every day. So the habit is just. Inputting it constantly, inputting, inputting, and going and going to the next thing, and just checking out constantly. Amazing. Um, So, so that's that's one. That's one. Yeah, one of my habits. And by the way,
1: I can attest to that because I've been in at least one entrepreneurial group with EB here, and he was the most organized leader of the group. There for 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 (laughs) for his
0: little tenure. So yeah, I mean, getting. I think in your the habit or your routine of of you know, you always talk about, you know, goal setting and, you know, getting getting your habit of, of setting your goals and, yep. and, and reviewing your goals. Um, of course, I have a routine reminder to review my goals. Right. So that's, otherwise, I wouldn't get it done because I'd forget. So I have that habit of, you know, doing that. Um, I think uh, certain things you want to have in your routine, you know, for me personally, you know, my 7 a.m. workout class is, you know, part of my habit. If I don't do that, I feel... You know, I don't feel like I'm at my best. I feel like you know, by the end of the day, I didn't achieve all I could achieve. So, you know, getting in your in your habits, your morning habits, your morning rituals for mm-hmm. what you like to do, um, really gets your day off started well. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I, I thought you were going to mention the <laughs> the flossing habit. Yeah, flossing. <laughs> I'm habit.
1: kidding. Yeah, I need to work Back on that Back in way. the day, um, yeah. so <laughs> I jumped over this because, um it probably makes sense to jump over. But I want to jump back and give me, if you could pick, and I know it's impossible, so it's not even a fair question, one or two things, 15 years of working with BT, like you, you've you read all the books, you know the material, you know the man. What is the one or two great success tips you think uh, you've garnered from – from Mister Tracy.
0: Well, my favorite, my hero. Yeah. Well, my favorite saying. Yeah. My favorite quote comes yep. from Brian, I, and I live my philosophy. And I actually tell people if they say these three words, it will change their life forever. If they say it and they believe it and right. they and they live it, mm-hmm. it's the most empowering three words. I okay. know you wonder what those words are. You're dying, aren't you? No, no. Okay. No, so, so just, you know, it's 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 empowering. It it, it gives them control, um, and it solves almost all the problems. Oh my god! It's, it's the three most don't in, say. It. If you're listening don't. to this. I want you to try this. I want you to try this for 24 hours. Oh, just my God. Words. I do know what it is. No, it's not. I like my. myself. That's a good one, too. That's where I thought you were But going. it's I am responsible. That's it. <laughs> no, drop it's the so, mic. It sounds so, so simple. So uh, I'm
1: going to have to like this is going to be bad for radio. I'm going to show you because my blog post just yesterday was taking 100% Responsibility. Um,
0: where to go? It's, it's,
1: it's the it's a great
0: greatest.
1: It oh, I'm not online.
0: Let uh, me no. Back up. Can you, you can just, at least can see it? Just crash. Oh, there it is taking 100 responsibility. I know Jack Canfield talks about it. Brian talks about it. It's <clears> it's <throat> it's too easy to um, uh, feel sorry for yourself and blame others for everything. But if you really think about every possible situation and you take responsibility, and say I am responsible. The reality is, there's always something you could have done to avoid the situation. I'm so glad and if you, I and asked if you. And questions. if you take responsibility, right. even if something shitty happened, <clears throat> if you don't take it, you never learn, you never grow. But if you look at every situation and say, I'm responsible, you could have said, well, what? okay, let me stop blaming everybody else and feeling sorry for myself and just step back and say, what one thing could I have done differently this time to not have the outcome I wanted? And if you could change, and if, and if you actually sit back and realize it and realize, you know what, there was something an amazing amount of energy will shoot your way because you feel empowered that you just grew and you learned something and now that won't happen again. If you don't do that, then you're never growing. You're just going to continue blaming, to blame other people for your life blaming, and, and, blaming, and, you, and, you, blaming. and you stay stagnant in your life and you never get ahead. So,
1: so two quick related thoughts I think important to share. Um, when you're blessed to have a 16-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. um, it, was, <clears throat> it was about three weeks ago. My wife just does way too much. caters to her get this get this get this so the fact is they're rushing off to school in the morning um, and Mia forgot her shoes and this is very related because what happened was she blamed her mother and Mm -hmm. she's 16 Mm -hmm. so we had a very significant meeting that evening about responsibility and in fact, I'll share the entirety of it. It starts did with you. Res-
0: did she read your blog? Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. In
1: <laughs> fact, the other night she was out too late. This is fast forward to yeah. two, three weeks. And she wanted to blame. She could have blamed her friends, this, that. And I said, who's responsible? And she just looked me square in the eye and said, I am. And I was like, That's sweet. Right. So, so either store, she's yeah. playing. No. Um, the I, I just. I came to her with these three, and and they're probably gonna make sense to you too. I said there are three rules, three rules, and your life will be easier, not harder, because lately things have been very difficult for you. So the first is be responsible, a hundred percent responsible. Second is be kind. <laughs> be kind, right? The golden rule. Yeah, the golden rule. Yeah. Be you know, uh, the Dalai Lama says be kind whenever possible. And it's always possible. And then the third is be grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's like this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. And, you know, the kid has everything. Mm-hmm. So, so, so anyways, that helped me feed into the blog post. But I love, I thought you were going to say I like myself. I'd yeah. never heard that before. Brian Tracy's famous for having people affirm, yeah, I, I like myself. Yep. I like myself. So so when I was scrambling for the three words, I finally sat up and I was like, yep, I got it. It's I like myself. And then you're like, no, it's I am responsible, which is even better. Yeah. Yep. Um, wow. Well, that took a quick tangent. So now we're rounding. We're probably rounding third. Is there a habit you're trying to you don't have to answer this Uh craft or a bad one you're trying to eliminate yeah <laughs> i always give the caveat you don't uh, have to answer let's see um
0: i'm trying to date more responsibility that's on my <laughs> <laughs> well it's hard so when you're when out you're out a there, hollywood you know, hey, you know, millionaire matchmaker just, just, just throwing it out that's there that's right
1: you know eb is single but um yeah i mean it's got to be hard when you're a millionaire matchmaker star you're in the winter circle at Del Mar. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it I'm can't just, be easy. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, so like I said, yeah, we are officially around third. You're very well read. You're hanging out with these legends. Um, in your experience, your your life, your career, what one or two super transformative books?
0: Yeah, um, most important influential books in your life. Uh, I think fairly recently and you know, a lot of people in the EO entrepreneur world, you know, really like Vern Harnish's scaling up book. You know, it's a lot of you know, good good techniques and right that. right. Um, so that's the one that sort of you know jumps to my mind fairly quickly. Anything else? God, there's so many out there, but I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, give I mean, me a all, BT all, book, old <laughs> Brian's. I mean, Brian's one of your uh, favorite
1: BT books. And by I the way, Vern's it. a Vern's a rock star. I love Vern, yeah. and he gave me a
0: huge, huge. Well, I mean, part props of props
1: for the pressure
0: paradox, but oh, nice. Yeah, nice. give me your. Uh, I mean, some of um, you know Brian's got to a few books. Uh, uh, you know, Eat the Frog is one of his his most famous. Uh, you know, really that about that time management and, and eating the frog, which. In a, in a two seconds is the frog is the most difficult task that you're facing every day. And if you basically look into that frog and just eat it right away, it gives you a t- tremendous amount of energy to get through the rest of your day. So sometimes it makes the rest of the day, easy, it makes it easy. And, and <laughs> Easier. You know, I still, I still fall out into that. You know, you look at that frog and you just keep, keep putting it off. So, so I think, uh, uh that was that that's pretty profound and maximum achievement saves so many oh. people's lives. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, I really love one of his his his. So it's almost like thinking of the B sides of a of a record. You know, one book that didn't you know get published all that much, but uh, you know, I read was called Something for Nothing, and it really is a lot of it now, especially in today's political right. climate too. It's really an interesting uh, a book where it just talks about how how you know people get in the habit of getting something for nothing and no work, and then they start complaining when you take it away, and then and how it just how the mindset is just, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just interesting how, how, you know, how something for nothing becomes, it's almost so toxic. And, uh, he explains that, that, that phenomenon, which is pretty interesting.
1: Well, and it kind of touches on, you were talking about the snake oil marketing salesman. There's a little bit of that going around, whether they think the, the tactics can smoke signal and disguise something that may not be too valuable. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, I'm still gonna ask it you, your favorite tech tool gadget website, obviously you like asana and yeah, we use asana Todoist. i mean
0: the, the stuff we use is we use asana we use slack uh for our our internal communication uh we still use um something called fifteen five that's one five um f i v e dot com uh-huh. for uh weekly uh check ins with our staff where they kind of do a quick report every week tell us some some of their insights. Um, I just use a new tool. That's a website, 15.5? 15 15 it's It's an old technique called 15.5. It used to be a oh, like right, right. hard copy. Now it's okay. just digital and you can track everything. Um, we use something called- What's a, the website for that? 1 five and then dot 5 com. Okay, got it. Sorry. Um, fun tool we use for hiring, called, it's called SparkHire. SparkHire. And it does video interviews. So you basically, all the candidates you really like, rather than wasting a lot of time bringing them in and knowing in the first 10 seconds- Dot com. Yeah, uh, sparkhire.com yeah in the Got first 15 seconds it. how you actually realize this person is just not going to be a good fit um, this allows you to do video interviews and you wow. have all sorts of questions they send in the answers to before you even get to see them um, to see if it's the right fit you know you can ask them what their salary requirements are you know what they you know why they didn't let just a lot of the questions you'd ask in an interview you can have them send in before you even see them so they're submitting a video but it's not a live interview it's a one-way God. interview one way one- way video so that's a cool little tool. I uh, just found one that we actually did our first 360 review the entire for the entire company. We just finished that off about two weeks ago, where cool. everybody ranked each other and Get gave each other feedback. That? And you're in uh, on we, that? We do we do uh, both quarterly reviews on this tool. We do our 360 reviews. It's called um, SmallImprovements.com. Um, has some work to do, but it does the functions that we want for uh, um, let's just say for a small company. You know, uh, you know our company is 25 plus sure. employees, right. so there's a lot of bigger tools out there. But for people that are more in the startups that are trying to lower market it's a good one um i just rattle off a bunch there for you yeah i
1: i've been scribbling for the last 10 minutes No, those are fantastic those are great you you've always been a bit of a gadget junkie which i love which is probably why you're you're so dialed in and super successful um let's see before we sign off eb that was amazing is there anything you'd like to share, promote, any – obviously, I'll, I'll hang some links off this, but anything you want to talk about,
0: direct people to? Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, one of the new exciting things that we're excited about right now is, um, as I mentioned, a lot of people, clients have come to us, and because of our model, our full-service performance-based model, yeah. we get so many inquiries for people that want us to take them on. The reality is – But if they're not Jack Canfield. They're not Jack. You just nailed, nailed it. So the reality is, is we invest – close to twenty to fifty thousand dollars a month you know in our clients, the ones right. that we take on. Um and or actually in some cases more than that. Um, you know, full service a lot of teams. So 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 what I've been battling in my brain is how do I help all the others? Because I want to help everybody, right, you right. know, smaller, smaller solo entrepreneurs. So we've actually crafted um something called the Branditize Academy Workshop, where in August we're gonna be uh so, you know, that's August 2017. Um, we are going to be teaching all the tools and not just, it's not going to be, you know, there's the done for you model and there's the teach me model. This is going to be kind of a hybrid. It's going to be done, done alongside with you. And we're going to let you sort of get in the car with us and take the wheel and we're going to drive alongside of you and get you set up on every That's area of really digital marketing. Powerful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Something like yourself or anybody else. Yeah. You know, per, wow. per, per, so, so we're going to be doing that, uh, for about 10 different brands, 10 different companies, you and or a partner, mm-hmm. uh, a business partner come in. And we're going to essentially, you know, if you want to try to do this on your own, you can. But if you want to get all the secrets and the, and the tips and all the standard operating procedures that we've done for Brian and Jack and everybody right. else, a legend, you just want to just kickstart and you're really serious about building up your, your internet digital business. Then it's a you know it's a great opportunity. So it's a live it. workshop as opposed to uh, online. It's not it, well. We're going to be so it's going to be both. For now, we're going to okay. start. We're starting to trickle in a couple courses. We're All actually right. going to be launching a, a social media a smaller course. You know, uh, fairly soon, about a month or what so. What platform from now? are you going to use for that? Uh, still working that up, but probably something called Teachable. Yeah, yeah. Um, Good. And then this is the, the 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 big workshop. This is live with our entire team. So you're literally standing beside and we're setting up your ad campaign, setting up your social media correctly, teaching you how to do the right blogging, to to email funnels, all that stuff. So yeah, so if you're interested, just uh you know our site's brand yeah. com slash workshop where you can see the workshop button on Branditize. there. Branditize, I'll make sure I have all the links. Yeah.
1: Fantastic E B. Thank you. You lived up to the legend and the oh, hype at the, oh at the on the front end. You brought a ton of value. I am I'm honored you, sir. you allowed uh, me into your studio.
0: Great job. Say goodbye. Most importantly, I hope uh, those of you that are listening, thank you for your time. I know your time is extremely valuable, so I appreciate amen. you spending your time uh, listening to us ra- uh, rant and rave over here. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you took away one or two things that can help you with your uh, your life. I know they did. Thank you again. Say goodbye, Eric. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.
1: We'll see you at the next episode.